You're listening to Inspirational Perspective with Linnell Harris. Inspirational Perspective is all about murdering mediocrity and living the best life possible. Are you living the best life possible? You can subscribe to the Inspirational Perspective blog at www.inspirationalperspective.com. Follow Linnell on social media. Go to Facebook and like the Facebook page, Inspirational Perspective. You can also follow Linnell on Twitter and Instagram at the handle Linnell Harris. In this recording, Linnell breaks down the difference between obstacles and barriers. One of the biggest mistakes is to relate to our obstacles as barriers. Linnell clarifies the difference. Let's join the conversation. Tonight, we're talking about what's in the way of your success. Are people in the way? Or maybe you are in your own way? Have you figured out what obstacles or barriers may be in the way? Have you identified them? And to get started, I think that it's important for me to make a distinction, okay? And this is an important distinction. The distinction I want to make is correlated around how we define and identify our obstacles and barriers. So if you can remember, right? So the topic tonight is what's in the way? So what's in the way of your success? And typically there's some type of obstacle or some type of barrier. And so I want to hit this first because as long as we're breathing, obstacles and barriers will always be a part of our human experience. And it's how we relate to our obstacles and barriers that dictates the quality of that human experience. Again, I'm going to say that again. It's how we relate to the obstacles and barriers because they're going to be there. If you're human, if you're breathing, if you're alive, then part of the pleasure of being alive is also the displeasure of getting stopped sometimes. That's just how it is. So it's how we relate to our obstacles and our barriers that typically dictates the quality of our human experience. So when faced with an obstacle, what there is to do is make a powerful choice to keep moving. Now, I know that sounds simple. You probably, Linnell, you're always simplifying things, but stick with me. Because one of the most unfortunate mistakes we can make in this life is to relate to our obstacles as barriers. And I'm going to explain this. I'm going to dive into it. Okay. But one of the biggest mistakes we can make is to relate to our obstacles as barriers because they are different. And I'll tell you, the reason I'm bringing this up this evening is because I've seen evidence of this mistake being made by so many of us. So many of us. Thus, you know, my goal this evening really is to clarify the subtle and sometimes significant difference between what we may call life's obstacles and life's barriers. So in order to do that, I want to start by defining the two words that are in question. Okay, and those words are obstacle and barrier. Now, obstacle, the word obstacle is a noun. And what it means is something that obstructs or hinders progress. Okay, 
So keep that in mind. Barrier is also a noun. And what that means is anything built or serving to bar passage as a railing, fence, or the like. Okay? Now, you can see that those two are different because one actually obstructs or hinders your progress, and that's the obstacle, and the other is actually built or serves as something to actually bar your passage. Or another word for bar is to stop, to completely diminish the ability to keep moving. All right. So obstacle hinders, barrier basically stops. Now, often when we encounter difficult circumstances, they may produce an emotional reaction that causes us to interpret these situations as barriers, right? But most of the time, what's happening is we're faced with an obstacle. We're faced with an obstacle. Now, here's a simple way to distinguish the difference. Whatever slows you down, or another way to think about it is, whatever slows down your progress is an obstacle. Because remember, There's still forward motion. You may be slowed down. Uh, You may find that you're hindered. You might see that you have to sidestep. Or for those of you who play sports, you might have to do a spin move. But either way, you're still moving. Okay? Now, a barrier is something that impedes or stops your ability to progress. That's a barrier. Okay, so you can't there's no moving forward like there's something to do like you actually have to stop and address the barrier itself. All right. Now, let me give you an example. And the reason I'm going here is because one of the things I've noticed recently is that a lot of people, at least in my space, have been looking at obstacles as if they're barriers. Right. And their interpretation is that it's a barrier. So they stop. When what there is to do is to spin move, right? To spin move around it or to take a detour. So let me give you an example. A good example or okay example would be a bad boss. In your mind, would you say a bad boss is a barrier or an obstacle? I think about that. Because typically he or she may periodically hinder your progress, but you always can choose a detour. Now, if the bad boss fires you, is that an obstacle or a barrier? Again, like, are you stopped or are you moving? And that's the indicator, right? And you get to choose. Most of the time, we get to choose whether or not it's an obstacle or a barrier. And what I'm sharing tonight is I believe often we choose wrong. (laughs) We choose that it's a barrier and we stop when in essence is nothing more than an obstacle And there's an opportunity to spin and keep moving. So let's go through this with a bad boss, right? With a bad boss, instead of suffering from their poor leadership, you could simply choose to find a new job. I mean, that would be the detour, right? Or the spin move. The idea here is as long as you have options, as long as you have options, Your difficult circumstances can be referred to as an obstacle. 
And regardless of whether you use the options or not, <laughs> it's an obstacle. You just have to share when one door closes, a window opens, right? You know, so again, an obstacle, right? The door's closed. It hinders your progress. But if you survey your landscape, there may be an open window. Now, the window may be smaller than a door, and so it may be uncomfortable to squeeze through. Nonetheless, you can still make moves. That's the idea. What I'm trying to get at is this. Choosing to stop and suffer is your choice. It is not a barrier. It is not a barrier. Okay? I'm going to say it again. Choosing to stop and suffer is your choice. It is not a barrier. Now, I know somebody out there right now is, you don't understand my situation. Here you go again, Linnell, making light of circumstance. And my circumstance is much deeper than that. Probably. And again, go back to the definitions I shared at the beginning. If it's something that obstructs or hinders your progress, that's an obstacle, right? Just hinders your progress. You're still in motion. If it's anything built or serving to bar your passage, right? Railing, fence, or the like, then that's probably a barrier. Now, let's discuss an example of a barrier, right? I just shared an example of an obstacle with a bad boss. Uh, Let's discuss an example of a barrier. One example of a barrier which impacts our community would be illiteracy. That, I would say, is a barrier. And until this type of barrier, and let let me tell you why, okay? Because until this type of barrier is addressed through persistence, consistency, and hard work, someone who is illiterate will not be able to read. Now, notice that I said persistence, consistency, and hard work. So right now, if you're faced with a barrier, that does not mean there's no hope. What that means is that you have to begin to embody some characteristics of some stick to itness, if that's a word, you know, but some stick to itness, some persistence, some consistency to surmount the barrier. Because if you consider the barrier to be a wall, a brick wall of some sort, then your job is to continue to hit the wall until you get a breakthrough or to climb the wall until you can get over it or to dig underneath the wall until you can get underneath it and around it or to walk the entire length of the wall until you can walk around. That's the job. Again, the choice to stop is up to you. But there's still something to take on with a barrier. And I would I will admit that a barrier is much more difficult, but there's still a choice to make. So let's go back to the the example I'm using about illiteracy with being illiterate. There are no other options to knowing how to read other than learning how to read. There are none others. Now, you might say, well, there are options, Linnell. You could get audio books, audio books. You can uh, learn how to, uh, to, you know, basically make out signs. Check this out. Audio books are listening. They are not reading. All right. Learning how to decipher signs 
or language without reading is simply deciphering signs and language. It's not reading. Okay. Until a person who cannot read learns to read, they will never read. It's that simple. That's why I'm calling it a barrier. There is no other option than to learn how to read. Now, here's a takeaway. (laughs) Because there's somebody out there thinking right now, hmm, all right, well, based on what Linnell's saying, that boyfriend or girlfriend of mine is a barrier. Ah, think again. He or she is an obstacle. Well, why do I say that? Because it might be time to refocus your emotional lens and leave that obstacle behind you. Spin move. There are plenty of us right now in relationships that we shouldn't be in, and they are now serving as the obstacle that is hindering our progress, and what there is to do is detour or spin move or get around it. (laughs) Notice I said boyfriend, girlfriend, (laughs) because if you're in a bad marriage, that might be a barrier. All right. Difference. Okay. What I'm getting at is this. Most of the difficult situations and circumstance we are presented in life are difficult because they present us with a difficult choice. Consequently, we end up being stopped by our fear of making a choice or our fear of choosing, which typically is fed by the fact that we might make a wrong decision. But let me go back. Consequently, we are stopped by our fear of choosing rather than the circumstance or situation itself. All right. So let me let me summarize that. When you think about a difficult situation or a difficult circumstance, typically, if you guys remember, and this is one of the reasons why I've been doing the shows and and in this order, right? We talked about fear back in September. We we spent a lot of time on fear. One of the things I said is fear freezes. Fear freezes. Okay. Now, the reason I said fear freezes is because typically fear has an emotional impact on us that causes us to lock up, right? It'll cause us to lock up and stand still. Now, if you take this same concept to any difficult situation or any difficult circumstance, that we're presenting in life, the difficulty of that typically will cause us to be afraid that we may make the wrong choice. And it is the fear of making the wrong choice that typically has us stuck. Not the fact that it's a barrier, okay? Not the fact that it's a barrier. Often it's just an obstacle, but there's a powerful choice to make. Now let's go back to the young lady right now who's listening who may be in a bad relationship. The fear of choosing to leave is associated with the idea that you probably don't want to be alone. And so it's the fear of being alone that causes you to pause. And the pause makes you look at the relationship as if it's a barrier, when in essence, it's simply something that's slowing you down. It's an obstacle. And all there is to do is make a choice and move. Okay. Now, I'm saying all that to say this. Notice where you're stopped in your life. 
And again, remember, the topic tonight is what's in the way of your success. So just notice where you're stopped in your life and start taking the time to distinguish whether you're confronted by an obstacle or a barrier. Because understanding what you're confronted with can actually give you access to choosing. Because if it's an obstacle, what there is to do is make a powerful choice. Insert the spin move or the sidestep and keep moving. If it's a barrier, identify what's on the other side. All right. Why do you want to get past this barrier? What's in it for you? Because often, and this is an important part, because typically what we do when we're confronted with a barrier is we focus on the barrier itself. So one of the things I mentioned may be a barrier is a bad marriage, right? A little more than an obstacle. It's something you can't just jump out of it. There's laws and regulation and social norms that become a fence or bar you from just moving on, right? Even the court will do that sometimes, okay? And so what happens is we begin to focus on the problem itself, the barrier, right? And what I want you to do is, is just stick with me here, is instead of focusing on the barrier, focus on what's on the other side. What is it that you're looking to get to? Because once you identify what's on the other side, and address your barrier with a stubborn resolve to reach that goal, all of a sudden, that's when you begin to get the traction you need. That's where you get the inspiration to be persistent and to maintain your focus and to act with consistency so that way you can overcome the barrier itself. When you focus on the barrier, it's going to suck your energy. It's going to take your energy out and you're not going to be able to move. So if you're in a bad marriage, maybe part of the focus is being in a good marriage. But if you focus on the current circumstance and the current situation, which is not good, then that will suck you of dry of all your inspiration. And you will find that you don't have the energy you need to push through the barrier. However, if you focus on what's possible for the marriage or what's on the other side of the barrier itself, you know, maybe it's divorce. I don't know. But if you focus on that, you'll find that you have the infusion of energy and inspiration you need to get to the other side. With persistence, focus, and consistency, any barrier can be overcome. Any barrier. And believe me, inspiration helps too. So, That's why I'm here. (laughs) Remember to stay inspired. It's a lifestyle choice. That's what I always share. All right. As I was thinking about uh, the show tonight and what I wanted to discuss, my mind went back to a show. It was actually about a year and a half ago. And during the show, I was asking, are you a winner? And if actually I asked the same question maybe a few weeks ago or so. But this show in particular, I was asking, are you a winner? And on the show, we were discussing the qualities of an individual with a winning mentality. And towards the end of the show, a gentleman called into the station and revealed that the last 10 years had been losing years for him. And he shared 
a number of his losses related to relationships, finances, and career. And he also expressed that drug abuse played a large role in this losing streak. So during our conversation, he explained how the Inspirational Perspective radio show had helped him resolve to turn his life around. And while sharing some of the steps he took to get his life back on track, he captivated me with what I felt was a truly inspiring statement. And this is why I never forgot this particular caller, because what he said is, I am working on the inner me so that I do not become an enemy of me. You remember this guy, Zach? Yeah, yeah. I remember because I got it wrong at first. I was like, what did he say? And I believe you and actually uh, another caller corrected me and said, no, man. He said, I am working on the inner me so that I do not become an enemy of me. You recall that guy, man? Yeah, I remember that stood out to me. Yeah. I got to write that down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I did write it down. I actually blogged about it. It was that insightful. And I remember that night I was driving, I was driving home from the studio and I couldn't get that out of my head. And one of the things I began to think is all too often we focus our attention on the exterior presence and we completely neglect our inner being like the the guy inside. Right. And we give mental energy to identifying our external enemies, right? Like, oh, you're a hater. I know you don't like me. Oh, look at her. How she looking at me? She rolling her eyes. Whatever. Y'all missing the neck popping in here. (laughs) But we give all this mental energy to identifying our external enemies when the real focus should be on the inner enemy because that is our worst enemy. In a previous blog, I shared how I am the hardest person I ever had to lead. I mean, you know, hands down, I've led a lot of people. I've led a lot of people, some successfully, some unsuccessfully. But of them all, Linnell is the hardest person for Linnell to lead. I mean, because I could be downright just insubordinate. (laughs) All right, we're going to get up and run in the morning. No, you're not. (laughs) Right? I mean, I think you guys can identify with this. I can be my own worst enemy. Now, what is it that causes such a lack of internal integrity that we become completely disconnected with our internal state of being? What causes that? And how does one begin to measure the state of their internal being? Like, how do you measure where you are in regards to your ability to stay connected to the inner man or the inner being to move forward. Well, in my opinion, the measurement of a person's internal state of being is reflected in their attitude towards life, period. I mean, the best way to measure it, right? If we were going to set a barometer test and say, well, how can, how can you tell where you are in regards to your inner being or your inner self and whether or not it is an enemy to you, then one of the best ways to do that is to ask a couple of questions for reflection, okay? And the first question would be, how do you see the world around you? Like, how do you see it? Because however you see the world around you 
is nothing more than a reflection of what's inside. Okay, I can remember uh, hearing once uh, someone say one of the reasons that we can walk around buildings and that are broken and windows that are busted out and and homes that are boarded up and lots that are full of paper and glass and cans is because there must be something broken or junky or destitute or in some ways abandoned on the inside. Otherwise, that stuff on the outside will begin to really mess with you. Like, man, I got to do something about this block. Man, I got to do something about this lot that I see every day. You know, it's going to create something inside you where you want to go do something about it because the inside of you does not agree with what's outside of you. Okay, so how do you see the world around you? And here's the second question. How would you rate the environment around you? Because if you can live in this space that is unorganized, then it's probably a good chance that you are unorganized. If you happen to look around and you see that things are cluttered, it's probably because your mind is cluttered. And I'm thinking about my office at home right now. Like, I got to clean that up. (laughs) Hey, like I said, I'm not talking at you guys. I mean, a lot of this, I'm talking, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm human. And I got stuff I need to clean up, too. But this is the reality of it, right? I mean, this is what there is for us to take a look at so we can perform the measurement and see what we need to move. So take a moment to think on this. Two questions. How do you see the world around you? And how would you rate the environment around you? Now, what if I told you that how you rate and see the world around you is really just a merciless mirror that is reflecting the status of your attitude? That's what it is. So you can go around and say, oh, I got a good attitude or I feel upbeat and I'm ins- I feel inspired. But if your environment, if your space doesn't say that, then all you're doing is telling yourself a story because, well, the proof is in the pudding. If you rated the environment around you as excellent, well, you probably have an excellent attitude. And if you rated the environment around you as good, then you probably have a good attitude. If you rated the environment around you as neither good or bad, then you probably have uh, maybe a apathetic attitude like, ah, you know, whatever, good or bad, doesn't matter. If you rated the environment around you poor, then you have to begin to consider whether or not you have a poor attitude. Now, you might say, well, no, I don't have a poor attitude. I look at things from a positive standpoint. We're talking about the inner guy. All right. I'm not talking about the interpretation that you push externally because we worry about the external. I want to show up as positive. So everybody thinks that I'm positive. No, I'm talking about the internal guy. Okay. we create our space. We create our environment. We create the world in which we live. We cannot control circumstance, but we can control the attitude in which we choose to approach that circumstance. So the question really becomes, how have you been choosing to approach circumstance lately? Because we all have a choice. Now, my choice, I'm going to go with my man from a year and a half ago. I'm working on the enemy so that I do not become an enemy of me. Now. I got to share this. 
Uh, it was, man, uh, I'm trying to remember the last time I spoke. The last time I spoke, it's probably a couple of weeks ago, I spoke to a, a group of young people. And one of the things I share with them is that I can go and tell you to not react when someone says that you can't do something. Oh, you can't do this or you can't do that. So I, I can go and tell you to react to that, right? Or you guys know one of my favorite sayings, right, from Kanye West is, you know, I'm going to use the what haters. I can't even say it right. But basically he's saying I'm going to use the steam from haters to power my dreams. Okay, so sometimes that encourages you and inspires you when somebody says you can't. There's a another lyric by Jay-Z where he was like, man, you know, when you said that I couldn't, that's basically why I became an icon, because so many people told me that I couldn't do it. And so that just gave me the energy to do it. So sometimes we get inspired by that. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we believe it. I'm not so much interested in what other people have to say. We covered, like I said, we covered that. What I am interested in is what you have to say. And what I share with the young people that night, what I share with them is the one voice that you're going to have to pay attention to is that voice inside your head that tells you what you cannot do. Because that's the voice for me that pops up more than anything. Nowadays, it's not other people that I have to deal with when it comes to what Linnell cannot do. It's me. Like, I have to deal with me telling me what I can't do. Oh, man, you can't do that. Or, oh, you don't have time for that. Or that's not possible. Or, or what? What do you mean? Like, you don't have the credentials or the paper or whatever it is to get you through the door to do that. And it's fascinating because my life has been a compilation of unreasonable, in some ways, unreasonable accomplishments. (laughs) It has been like I can't go look at some of these things and add them up and say two plus two equals four. It's really doing what I did in the face of you can't. And so it's fascinating to me. That when I'm approached or when I'm in a situation where I'm challenged, that before anybody else can say that I can't do it, there's that voice on the inside of my head like, ah, man, I don't know. You might be biting off too much. You can't do that. I'm just saying. And so what I share with the young people that day and what I'm sharing with you all now is As you begin to do that barometer check or take measurement of the inner being, a really good practice. Now I'm going life coach on you because this is what I do with my clients. I, you know, we have a conversation. I reflect something to them. Then I give them a practice. Here's your practice, right? For free. You don't got to pay for this. (laughs) But the practice is begin noticing when you tell yourself you can't do something. Like, notice it. And it might not show up as, oh, you can't. But what it'll probably show up as, you need to do X, Y, and Z first. And then after you do X, Y, and Z, then you have to do A, B, C. And after you do A, B, C, then you have to go through all the rest of the alphabet before you can produce what it is that you want to produce. And because there's so many alphabet, I don't know if I'm going to do that right now. What that translates into is, I can't. 
That's what it translates into. And it's a real seductive, nice way of telling yourself you can't do something. So consider that. Consider that and begin to notice it. Become aware of when you're doing that to yourself, because the more aware you become of it, the more likely you will be able to change it. Remember, awareness is the first element or the first part of change, simply because you cannot change something that you're not aware of. Okay. So over the past few weeks, and this is really, this is going to the mental piece. All right. Over the past few weeks, a picture has circulated on social media and in some ways it's quite comical, right? And the picture is humorous because it provides an interesting illustration, a perspective of how a mental constraint can impact behavior. And the picture is this. It's a horse that's tethered to a plastic chair. Have you seen this, Zach? You haven't? Okay, not posted to my Inspirational Perspective Facebook page at the end of the show. But it's a, basically a horse that is tethered to a plastic lawn chair. And the picture illustrates basically the chains that often prevent us from being free of our, our mental constraints. Because we all know that the horse can go wherever he wants to go if he's tethered to a plastic chair. I mean, we know that. But the horse is just standing there, <laughs> just standing like, oh, you know, I got tethered in. I can't go anywhere. And so as a result, you know, he doesn't move. Now, whenever I see this picture on a social forum, I always take a moment to read the comments. And most of the comments go something like this. Laugh out loud. Laughing my butt off. You know, LMBO, LMBO, Right. Or rolling on the floor laughing, right? People think it's really funny. And the majority of people who see this picture seem to appreciate the hilarity of the horse's situation and its correlation to human behavior. Yet, I wonder how many people took the time to look inward and conduct an internal investigation of their own behavior. If you saw that picture, did you take a moment to ensure that the horse tethered to a plastic chair didn't represent a set of similar mental constraints in your own life? Something to think about. As human beings, it's so easy for us to identify when someone else has a shortcoming. We can see it, right? I mean, if my man Zach, I'm looking at him right now, has a shortcoming, I can see it. Man, Zach, you need to do A, B, and C. And then you need to do this and that to fix it. But when it comes to us, <laughs> it's tough. It's hard to look inside, right? Our default tendency is to focus on others' opportunities while completely neglecting our own. I can recall I had this woman who worked for me, man. I gave her a book. I said, hey, read the book and then come back and have a conversation with me. This is her development plan. And when she came back and talked to me about the book, guess what context she used to talk about the book with me? About what everybody else should be doing. Wow, this book was good. It started to make me think about what's going wrong in our department. I gave the book to you for you, <laughs> not for everybody else. But that's our default. Our default is to look everywhere else but inside. So we can point at the horse tethered to a plastic chair and chuckle. But if we aren't constantly evaluating our shortcomings and development opportunities, our laughter could be camouflaged 
by our own constrained circumstance. You feel trapped. And all you have to do is walk away. All you have to do is just walk. But you feel trapped. All you are is just tethered to a plastic chair. But you feel like it's a barrier, not an obstacle. When all there is to do is just do a spin move. Here's the deal. Please, please don't be the elephant restrained by a thin stick laughing at the horse tethered to a plastic chair. Don't be that, please. When you find yourself ready to make a judgment about someone else, how about you stop? Just stop and then ask yourself, can I be judged for the same behavior? Or if not now, could I be judged for that same behavior in the past? Maybe I could be judged for that behavior right now, or maybe I might be guilty of that in the future. Because I'll tell you, we've all been just like this horse or just like that elephant. And this is what I know. We are all powerful. We are all regal and great. Yet we've all been constrained by some type of lack of confidence, some type of ignorance, or some fear at some point in our lives. And when we did break free of that mental constraint, we didn't do it all by ourselves. We got help. It took a parent, it took a friend, it took a mentor, it took a speaker, it took an author, it took a coach to help us see the limitations of our mental constraints in our lives. This episode of Inspirational Perspective was recorded at the Midway Broadcasting Corporation in Chicago, Illinois on WVON 1690 AM, The Talk of Chicago. Thank you for listening. Go to the Inspirational Perspective Facebook page and like the page. Follow Linnell Harris on social media at the handle Linnell Harris. You can find him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with that handle. Text INSPIRED to 43783 to receive free inspirational quotes and updates.